Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hello, Ellen Whitney. What's up, girl? Welcome back to What the Fit. That was delivered the line beautifully. You know, I was just listening to your episode um, about Sleepy Bee Cafe with yeah. Kayla, and yeah. she was like, oh, I didn't know if I could do it. Yeah. And, I was, and I was just thinking, I was like, I am so pumped to say I- that line. Like, <laughs> it can end after that. I just want to get that line out. No, it cannot end. I can't end after that because I need to know about your favorite workout. Oh, my gosh. So my favorite workout of the week has been... Prism Pilates oh since my gosh, we were Ellen. introduced to Prism Pilates. I, I know. I, I've i been going once a week since our very first encounter. Where You're we, so good. We both almost died. Like <laughs> we were within an inch of our lives. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think back now and I don't think I've completely recounted my experience <laughs> at Prism and it was the hardest thing I have ever done in recent memory. The hardest. Wise. Yes. And like, it was a kind of hard where I didn't even feel like I could push through. Like my body was failing. No, it was it was totally failing. <laughs> my body was going into a panic attack. I thought that I was going to vomit. I, it was like the first time ever, ever in my mind where I truly was like, I can't do that. I'm going to have to stop. I'm and gonna meanwhile, have to walk your ponytail was being pulled. <laughs> Rachel is so... in such a great instructor. Her amazing Pilates Incredible. classes are... Like next level. And we'd known about this, right? Which is yes. like why I wanted to go check it out. Everyone in the community, Kelly, Corey, everyone was like, she's an amazing Pilates instructor. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Her classes are like waitlisted two weeks out. Oh, yeah. It took us forever it just took, to We get had in. to plan like a month in advance yeah. to get in this yeah. class. And so we're both like, yes, let's go. So excited, right? Like what, get in there. 6 a.m. Like, right, bright eyed, <laughs> bushy tailed, like. Ready to go. It's Pilates, right? We love Pilates. We're strong. We're we were fit. probably planning to like go for a run afterwards or something. False. And then <laughs> I, when the class ended, I mean, I remember I like got up. I'm dripping, drenched in sweat, like shaking. And I looked at Rachel and goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> did you mean by we should come to this class? Yeah. Because... Oh my god, it's hard. But anyways, okay. So anyway, yes. So your favorite workout so was that I know, class. We, what? Everything we just said sounded so negative, but I swear I am obsessed because Rachel is an incredible instructor. She's hands on the whole time, and really, what I love about her class, and I've never, I've actually hated Pilates in the past. Like Matt Pilates just makes my hips hurt, and mm-hmm. then Reformer Pilates always felt good, but it was kind of like just like a stretch, and it's, I, it's gentle and yeah. like strengthening, but not yeah. Like And Rachel's class is very fitness based Mm -hmm. and it has challenged my body and my mind in ways that I have not been challenged with my fitness in a long time. Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) And it's so outside my comfort zone. It's so like everything else I do is so high intensity and like big movements. And I think that's why it's so hard for me. It's like small movements. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I've held five minute planks before and I get in her class and like the little adjustments she makes makes a 30 second plank feel hard yeah. and yeah it has shown me like my weak spots and I almost view it as like physical therapy because like when I used to get back spasms from lifting all the time uh-huh. like it was I was not engaging my core right and mm-hmm. so now like this is transformative and I'm 100 percent obsessed yeah. I go once a week yeah and so we I mean it's been I haven't since January yeah like maybe. this is like yeah six. the winter I know it was this cold outside like, I haven't been back in six months because I I think I'm now fully recovered enough that I I can like go back I know it's gonna be 
again like so oh it's always hard yeah. i mean i've been going for the last few months and like i still get nervous because yeah. i'm like can i do this i don't know <laughs> i know she's great i i need yeah. to get back in there yes you should i mean like i said i mean she's great she's amazing yeah. it's a welcoming community oh I, yeah yeah she the- definitely works with all levels right it's just she's so challenging yeah then the studio is beautiful yes it's great it's a good vibe and she's just cool we need her on yep. the podcast i know hello rachel <laughs> come on see come us on, rachel. <laughs> um okay so my favorite workout was uh a market muscles oh with Ange from benefit studio okay have you been to benefit I have not been to Benefit, and I haven't been to Market Muscles either because I coach until six on Wednesdays. Yeah, and it's at yeah, five thirty. It's a bummer. I know. So this last, well, this one that Ange did, she brought out like the heavy dumbbells. Yeah, and so you never see that at a pop up, right? No. I mean, it's hard. She had to literally like load her car with like twenty, twenty five, thirty pound dumbbells. I applaud um, the effort. I know that's right? what. Well. We were talking to, I was talking to Molly and Mayer about it and they really wanted Ange to like bring heavy weights to yeah. like add something different to the mix. And I was like, I will go help her load them. Like yes. I will drive to her studio. I'll help her get them in there. Like we need to make this happen. So it was a really great workout. She had us partner up and, you know, while one partner was doing 10 snatches, the other would be holding a plank or what one was doing like a certain amount of deadlifts, yeah. the other would be doing pushups. Love that. Uh, and her program is, is is smart right in the sense of like you're working the same muscles mm-hmm. like within that little segment so it's yeah like fatiguing and like working super burnout yeah um but i love those kinds of workouts one because partner workouts for me always push me because i like want to do sure. well for someone yeah. you know i want to like show up for them it goes by super quick and the other thing that i loved about this workout it was one of our like first 90 degree days so I got summer came with a vengeance (laughs) for sure it did so it was like 93 at 5 30 p.m and so we're under the shed so it's not like we're in direct sunlight yeah but is there something it just makes it so much more intense in the heat that I love for sure could I die of dehydration could I die of heat stroke (laughs) maybe anything's possible yeah let's take a gamble uh but I I like that like extra level of intensity added of course Um, yeah and then we got to have rosé in the beer garden so that's also my favorite I like rosé season makes me so happy I know I'm actually having a little bit right now Ellen is not drinking with me (laughs) I'm drinking I, alone. Uh, I had a little bit too much last night. So uh, That's totally I'm, fine. I'm resisting all about balance from yeah. my podcast, right? Like yeah. moderation. Uh, for sure. I've, um, had, I've had people like message and be like, oh my gosh, do you have to come drink to me on the podcast? <laughs> yes, it's a requirement. <laughs> like, not at all. We have plenty of guests that don't drink. I, there are plenty of times I don't drink. Um, this is just a time that yeah. I'm just a, little a little Sunday fun day. Yeah, but little, I mean, rosé season is my favorite. I'm not a big wine drinker. Like I just have never really developed my palate mm-hmm. into that but rosé has always tasted so good to me and mm-hmm. when I was in DC last them. weekend girl. there's this place where we have frosé oh yeah oh my delicious gosh those things was it sweet because sometimes I feel like anything that can be like frozen I get an automatic so I know and hesitant about that and yeah. kind of like the chemical taste like this was good. really just tasted like frozen rosé but I know they put vodka in it too great um yeah so they really hit you hard (laughs) (laughs) um but no I mean it's the right balance do we have any frosés frosé places around here I'm sure I mean listeners please write us in because I need to be there let us know we'll go tomorrow yeah Monday happy hour (laughs) (laughs) let's start the holiday weekend early (gasps) oh my god amazing okay what do you want to talk about Ellen I'm so so excited to hear this all right 
So I think my biggest thing in the fitness and health world right now mm-hmm. is the the diet versus the anti-diet culture, especially okay. on social media, yeah. um, especially this time of year with being summer and yeah. obviously like leading up to summer, like Gotta bikini get your body, body, like ready. yep, mm-hmm, yeah. all of that. And I know there's a big push right now for like anti-diet, you know, body positivity, all that. And Mm -hmm. there's 100% nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But my biggest thing is that regardless of how much you preach that on people, there are still going to be people that want to change their bodies. Right. And I think that they should be supported in that. And my biggest thing is that whichever you want to do, if you're happy where you are, great. But Mm -hmm. if you do want to change yourself, like I want you to do it the smart way, the right way. I think really the big thing for me there is the intention behind it. For sure. So like, are you you want to change your body because you feel inadequate or you don't feel like you're good enough or you feel like you're comparing against someone? Or do you want to change your body because you want to be healthier or like you want to implement practices and habits that are just going to make you feel good all over like I think it's the intention that's the absolutely yeah and like where I just one shouldn't be demonized right and like I think I talk about on my Instagram story a lot just like this is what you need for fat loss or something Mm -hmm. because there's so much noise and information out there especially on social media by people who don't really know what they're talking about or (laughs) who are just like on a soapbox and like believe one way is the only way right but like it's just confusing for people that don't know better. And like the biggest for thing sure. for fat loss is you need a calorie deficit. Yeah. Whether you're following keto, whether you're fasting, whether you're vegan, whatever you're doing. And mm-hmm. I feel like people get so caught up in these fads and they're like, oh, well, you know, Sally, my next door neighbor just lost a bunch of weight because she was fasting mm-hmm. and autophagy and like all this stuff. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, that's great. But all those things that she did, like were tools that led her to a calorie deficit. Yeah. And that's how she lost fat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, whether you create that with your diet or your fitness, like Mm -hmm. calorie deficit is what you need. And like, it's that simple. Mm -hmm. And my, like my biggest pet peeve is just like all the confusion. And like I said, it's just like noise out there. Everyone like promoting their way and this way, and this is the only way. And like, I can't tell you how many people that come to my classes will like, you know, they're either buying like these expensive like diet pills or like just other supplements. People and still take diet pills. I, like huh? I'm my mind is blown. Yeah. Anytime yeah, yeah. they say it, I'm like, OK, let's uh, I don't I don't know. Like pick up a magazine. Like, right. <laughs> learn that these are not good for you. Yeah. Or maybe those magazines are selling them to yeah. them. I don't know. But uh, let's have a much, chat. Too much, it's too much misinformation out there. No, yeah. I I I hear what you're saying. I think that, you know, maybe on the flip side. Yes, you're you give people some different options to play around with you know like that could be helpful but I think any time that you are like committing to a diet like a religion yeah or you know holding it to this high standard you're just gonna you're just gonna get yourself into trouble mentally yeah it's and then it's well and then it's just kind of like I think the the diets or like the fasting just then go to promote the restriction Mm -hmm. which of like I get to a certain extent if you're trying to lose fat and be in a calorie deficit you're restricting to a certain extent but when you start labeling yourself as keto or like this is not a hit at keto but it's a 
popular right now. Right. Um, you know, and they're like, well, I just, I can never eat carbs again. Like, I can never have pizza again. I can never do these things again because... Oh, and then it's like, how in the world is that going to be sustainable? Exactly. It's like, you really want to do this long, you know, you want to lose weight. You're going to have to be able to, we know, be consistent. Stick with it for a long time. If you're doing it in a healthy way, it's not going to happen for overnight. Sure. Then to subscribe to something that's like, you can't have these foods, you can't have this, you can't have that. That's going to be so hard to... 100%. Restriction breeds what's like yeah binging and you know you want what you can't have and I love that you said like that it's going to take a while um because I feel like that's when people like they'll start a plan they'll try to be like super restrictive and like probably take too much of a calorie deficit mm-hmm. like you know cut off a thousand calories from their daily intake yeah. for the first week or two then they're miserable and then they do binge or yeah. they're like oh this isn't working I quit when really like it takes a while like I would the last week or two weeks I cannot even count the number of people that have commented on my body saying that like I've lost a lot of weight yeah and like I don't like I was never really like intentionally trying to lose a lot of yeah. weight I think I've been more mindful of like being in a deficit during the week so mm-hmm. that on the weekends mm-hmm. I just do what I want like yeah. without binging but like yeah. going out to eat right. and like drinking without like feeling like oh I'm gonna feel like shit on Monday because like now I'm just like in this huge calorie surplus yeah. or whatever yeah um and oh, I would say that, that like gross. that kind of mindset changed for me like maybe about three months ago mm-hmm. and so like that's where like people are now seeing a change in my body like mm-hmm. three months later yeah you know yeah. but like right the, this the habit habit and new pattern I started was several months mm-hmm. ago so like patience yes consistency no one wants to be patient nobody wants to do that yeah, and then yeah. it's like the week before spring break or yeah. their vacation and they're starving themselves and right. they're coming to orange theory twice a day and then they have a stress fracture and yeah gonna work. <laughs> then they blow up even more because they right. go on vacation and had been restricting and now they're eating yeah everything. yeah i know it's tough man yeah it's so tough but i hear you it's i don't know so what what in your mind is is the answer or 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 kind of the the best way in your opinion right and we know mm-hmm. very well that it works different for everyone yeah but you know what have maybe you've seen success with or what have you told people if they're like come to you and they're like I want to lose weight yeah where do I where do I start what do I do so I always just recommend people um use like my fitness pal mm-hmm. or just like even writing down by hand like everything they eat in a day like mm-hmm. without trying to hit certain calorie point without mm-hmm. trying to hit macros just write down what you eat in a day to kind of see where your intake is mm-hmm. and then along with that like I ask them to like make notes about how they feel so like if you know that like whenever you eat a an entire cheese pizza you mm-hmm. feel like shit after like mm-hmm. okay maybe we can adapt that habit or maybe you like actually don't feel good on dairy or something so like making those notes about like oh when I had uh chicken and broccoli whatever Mm -hmm. it is I was talked about I was listening to my podcast before earlier today um and I kept talking about chicken and broccoli and that but like so if you notice that like after I ate that for lunch like I hit a PR at my workout that evening like so if you notice that like certain foods make you perform well or Mm -hmm. certain foods make you feel like shit whatever it is like make those notes so then you can work to find what feels best for you because some people may function best off of keto and then some people may function best off of vegan yep the bio-individuality right right right, um and I just yep and I just think that like anytime I just feel like people are always looking to jump on a train Mm -hmm. like 
what what's this magical diet that's going to work for me? It's like there's no magical diet. If you want to lose weight, calorie deficit. You yep. want to maintain calorie maintenance. If yep. you want to gain weight, calorie surplus. Right. And like you find the balance between what you're eating and how much you're moving to meet your goals. Yeah. And then as far as like eating, like you need to find foods that you enjoy and that match your goals. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I think for me, when I had been in a place of like a trying to lose weight it was really about portions right it's really just like you said came back to to the amount of food I'm eating regardless of what that food is yes I had bread you know I had fruit I would have like I had the kind of full spectrum quinoa I had rice I had beans like I had all these foods it was really then just about like how much of those things are you and that's why I really love like new clients that I work with for like the first two to four weeks I will have them weigh and measure and track all of their food and I get 100 I don't do that I don't yeah. want to do that it's not yeah. sustainable it's right a, it's, it's not. a mind fuck yeah but it teaches you like true portion sizes yeah. and it shows you that hey you can still eat all of your favorite foods but you have to be mindful of the portion right and like I also think in this country, we're just like brainwashed of what a true portion is. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, remember when you were at my house the other day and we were talking about the cereal and oh. I showed you the cereal portion? <laughs> Who eats one serving size of cereal? <laughs> one serving size of cereal is not three even a coffee a mug. Wasn't yes. It like three yeah, but of a like cup? measured out. Remember, it like didn't even fill a coffee mug. It was depressing. Yeah, no, no one's eating that. No one's eating that. <laughs> but like that's where had I never tracked macros, had I never used my food scale, like I would still be oblivious and be yeah. like, oh, this salad bowl is a good serving mm-hmm. of cereal, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> again, like yeah. not <laughs> advocating to, to always track your food, but like educate like ignorance is not bliss yeah like you have to for optimal health too like regardless of even if you're trying to lose weight or not lose weight like more is not better right (laughs) right of anything pretty much like maybe kale but (laughs) (laughs) maybe kale that's good that's good oh my god okay so for my thing i want to tell a story it also it kind of involves you okay okay so no it's not <laughs> I know we've had quite a few experiences lately where I could tell some stories, but this is please not. don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, a few weekends ago, it was like arguably one of the most fun weekends I have had in Cincinnati. I love that. It was so much fun. It was, um, so like Friday night, I our guest coming up. Her and I went out for drinks. We like started happy hour. We bopped around OTR. My best friend who just moved here kelly hello kelly came and like met us out it was just like a beautiful fun night yes. there were so many people out in the neighborhood it was a blast so it was like you know the wait this was just last weekend right yeah I wasn't yeah, 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 yeah 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 when this yeah. podcast ep- episode airs will be like a few weeks okay so. um so was kind of like out really late okay um had bar on the bridge really early the next morning yes so like got up did that a blast so much fun got to see so many people we started like drinking at brunch fun then it was pride <laughs> so much fun then i had a wedding with like oh my, my best god college guy oh friends. my god so it was incredible and i'm not even and then like sunday comes around and so then i'm just like well we're just gonna keep going and we had so if i have any house music fans listening to this podcast first of all you guys are my favorite second of all you need to follow sunshine sessions sunshine 
sessions. sessions. I feel like that's a tongue it's twister. It's really hard to say. That's <laughs> it's why really I did it very slowly say. just then. Um, so it's like this incredible house music and it's like once a month and it rotates to different bars. And so this was the first one of the season and it was at Rosedale. And again, Cincinnati was just alive. Oh, I saw this on your story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cincinnati was just like alive with pride, love and festivity. Love it. So it just like flowed into it. I also recorded a podcast that Sunday night. So I was okay. The you point, had a weekend. The point being was I drank a lot. Yes, a lot more than a typical weekend for me. Okay, and admittedly, I'm a huge lush, right? Like I <laughs> love to go out. I love to drink. I am who I am. That that's just where we are. But this weekend in particular was like a lot. Yeah, and just so kept fe- hair of the dog kept feeding herself. Yeah. That's what they call it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. So Monday rolls around. And I got to go to work. I'm miserable. Mm. And so for me, I don't really get hungover in like a sick way. Yeah. Might have a little headache. I can get rid of it pretty easily. But for me, a hangover really shows up with anxiety. Okay. So I have like just terrible, just like a a terrible feeling. And like I know where it's, I know by now, my like I know where it's coming from. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make it any easier to manage. Yeah. But I know that it's, I drank too much over the weekend kind of thing. But I know for sure that working out always makes me so feel better. So is the anxiety of like, I what have like you done? I think you had done? too much alcohol and alcohol <laughs> causes anxiety if you drink too much. Okay. <laughs> like it's, I think. Like yeah. your body gets so depressed because alcohol is a depressant and then like you have anxiety about Perhaps it. Perhaps we can, again, doctors, people in the medical field, somebody right into weigh us. in. But, I, but I, I've heard other people have that similar yeah. experience. No, because I was going to say like. I would like back when I was super strict, like with my strength coach and stuff, like I think I would sometimes wake up with anxiety, like, oh my God, did I gain weight? Am I going to miss my workout? Like that would like that anxiety. No, it's not that. It's like kind of like a subconscious Yeah, it's like you don't have anything to be anxious about, but it's the feeling of like, it's like a, just a gloom feeling. Just like not, I think it's also like a fun hangover. Yeah. You know, like it was so much energy. There was so much going on. Your brain's like dumping dopamine. Yeah. And then you're like, wake up and it's raining. And it's Monday Monday and you have to go to work. (laughs) Right. Right. It's just not fun. I'm sure, I'm sure people can relate. It's funny you say that. I'll let you get back to your story in a second, but like, I don't really get sick hangovers either. I get more like just like fatigue because like you like never tired. sleep well no, after you, you drink no and my body is so accustomed to waking up early yeah. that like I'll get like two to four hours no, of sleep I, and so then yeah. like the whole next day I'm, I'm just garbage. like a zombie yeah totally and yeah so, okay. so I'm sure there's a lot playing into this yes. like, anxious feeling right so you go to work out Monday maybe so this is like kind of coming to it I scheduled a 445 orange theory class oh. you were gonna coach it and oh. so I was like this is going to make me feel so... I know working out for sure will make me feel better. Yes. Seeing you will make me feel better. You know, like being around a friend will make me feel better. And it's... I worked later than I should have. It was raining. It was like rush hour time. Mm. I'm, made, I'm feeling was, your pain was, already. I was too late. So I walk in no. and like the class was already starting. They like, you know... Well, couldn't let me in. And so it's like Steph and Chase were there and they're like, we're so sorry. And I, w- I was like about to burst into oh, tears because it was, I know, <laughs> it was just like a culmination. I, know. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, what do I do? So like quickly, just like get in my car. Quick, all out inside the studio. They won't see me go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I could, and I was like, had like tears in my eyes. And this was not because of the work. This was just right. like a lot of things. It's just like the cherry the on day. top that sets you over the edge. Right. So I'm like sitting in my car and I'm like, okay, you know, I could sit here 
And I could cry by myself in my car. I'm like, that that might be helpful and, and good in the moment. But yeah. I know then when I get home, I'm still going to like feel like I'm like, I got to do something. So I get on ClassPass. I find that Ange, Ange, fucking uh, God love you, my soul sister, Ange Savior. Gordon, is teaching this like TRX mix it up class. Oh. So I like book it over to her studio amazing workout like i get to see her too like she always makes me feel so good yeah and like i was saved from my crippling anxiety but it was just a really good kind of a demonstration for me that how working out has evolved for me over the years of like before it might be like i need to work out because i'm afraid my body's going to change or i'm not going to be as fit or i you know i'm I'm not going to be as strong whatever it is and then this was purely like no i have to do this for my mind yeah yeah. So it was like a cool like rundown through. I love I mean, it was that. Not and I felt experience. I felt your pain when you texted me and you were like, I couldn't get into Orange Theory. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I like know. as a human, I would be and like if I was not working there as a member, I would be so mad too. I wasn't I was mad, just right? Like, it was like I they know. couldn't they couldn't do anything. It was yeah. it was circumstance, but Yeah, that's how I am though about working out in the morning. Like it is a mind like it clears my mind it mm-hmm. energizes me gives me yeah. energy for the rest of the day like I just feel so much better when I do it first thing in the morning yeah that like I almost hate taking a rest day because I just feel like I'm kind you of want- in a brain fog all yeah. day because I didn't yeah, move I can get that, I can get that and out. that's where like now that it's been super nice outside like I just I feel like I just go for a lot of walks I lately go for so many walks so, like, give me some fresh air give me some sunlight and just like let me move my body a little bit I know I was I was thinking as we were coming over to the podcast you know thinking of my Monday ahead and I was like you know I feel you know this weekend was nowhere near the the (laughs) amount of drinking that the last weekend was I was like I'm feeling pretty good like going into this Monday and I'm like I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna go for a walk and like that thought of like waking up for a walk I was like I'm excited for Monday I'm not really that excited but you know it was like I'm still hoping to get off the wait list for Pilates tomorrow morning 9 30 Mondays is usually my class but I booked it too late and I'm on the wait list of doom so we'll see I might be going for a walk if I don't get into Pilates I wish we lived close. We could just pop I over. Know. Yeah, I know. I need to move. We'll be there in spirit. Actually, I really love where I live. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay, Ellen Wildcard. What is the title of your autobiography? Or what would it be if you were to write one? Or if someone wrote it for you? <laughs> you ready for this? I am so ready. Bitches get shit done. <laughs> that is a Tina Fey quote. I it- love it. I love it. I think it needs no explanation. <laughs> it makes perfect sense for you. Mine also does need an explanation, I don't think. It's also the bio of my Instagram, my personal Instagram. So my autobiography would be called, If You Can't Dazzle Them With Brilliance, Baffle Them With Bullshit. Love that. Oh my God, I love that. I, I remember seeing that in your pro. Like I don't ever read your bio anymore, but I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, wow I love that yeah. like can we get that on a t-shirt yeah yeah my book when I write my book when you write your book okay great called. awesome oh my gosh okay you guys I'm so excited to talk to our guests coming up it's gonna be so much fun Ellen's gonna stick around too this episode of what the fit is brought to you by the original method personal training studio our favorite if you haven't checked it out by now what are you waiting for It was founded by Sarah Jenkins in 2018 with the intention of creating a space where your fitness and health goals can become a reality. Time to stop wishing and dreaming and time to start doing. Sarah is an exceptional coach and trainer with over 10 years of experience in the fitness and nutrition industry. She knows it all. And if she doesn't know it, well, then it's probably not important. 
just kidding. But every program she designs is specific to you. She starts by identifying with you, your personal goals and values. Then she constructs a fitness and wellness plan that supports you in achieving those goals. Whether it be a faster mile time, we've got marathon training season coming up. I've heard I don't really know because I don't run. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a heavier back squat, general fitness and well-being, or even just learning how to be more mindful. This isn't a blanket meal plan or even a group fitness style class where everyone is doing the same thing. She creates unique and individualized programs for each and every one of her clients to help them build their own definition of health for themselves. The original method is about the pursuit of your best life, not someone else's. The original method has a few different personal training memberships and group class options with limited spots. So find out what's going to serve you best. Check out her website today, ompersonaltraining.com, or find her on Instagram at The Original Method. My guest today is an LA cool girl and a fast friend of mine who is here in Cincinnati working out, stretching, and rehabilitating baseball players who are maybe twice her size. Yes, she has one of those jobs where you're like, wow, amazing. But before that, she did something even crazier. She was actually literally a magician's assistant. A dancer, a Pilates instructor, a yogi. This babe loves to move and we love her. Please welcome Robin Cohen. Hi, Robin. Hi, hey, Robin. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, yes. Do we I love yes, cheers, that you put in fast friend. Well, we were fast friends. This, so we have to. This whole friendship has been fast friendship, but I feel like I've I know. known her forever. I know. That's, That's because I went out on a limb and we're seeking some friends and basically <laughs> had to speed date for yeah. some friends online. <laughs> but this is like the best story and one that I'm pretty used to. And honestly, like a what the fit, like. It's kind of like a lifestyle. Yeah, no, it's amazing. The DM slide in. So, and that is exactly yes. what I did. Robin yes. needs to tell the story. Yeah, you need to tell the story. <laughs> I basically, I had had a couple drinks, so I had some liquid courage, and I found Ellen, and I was salivating all over her <laughs> Instagram profile, and I thought, we are meant to be. We love to cook. We like to cook the same type of way. Oh my She's gosh. inspiring through her fitness, her motivational yep. workouts. Yep. I kind of want to be Ellen. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> after finding out that she was a Scorpio too, I thought this is meant to be. Yes, but basically so. I just said, listen, I do like females, but I'm into men. Would you please <laughs> spend some time with me? I need friends. I'm new to the city. And that, and yeah, to kind of come back to it, you know, you moved to Cincinnati in the spring, right? Yes. So it's only been a couple months yeah. and you didn't know anyone here. You, you no came one. To, no. to work for the Reds, which we'll get to and, and dive into all of that. But yeah, that's super intimidating to come to a city you know no one. And if you're a social person, you're like, what do I do? You got to work for your friends too. You seriously do. I got that DM and I was like, all right, this is kind of weird. But I looked at your profile and I was like, (laughs) she like... She looks cool. And then we like arranged dinner and I was like, this is either going to go really fucking psycho or really fucking great. And luckily it went really fucking great. Yeah, and it did. And I felt your hesitancy a little bit when you first walked in like, oh, fuck, please be normal. But yeah. yes, it was great. I mean, it's hard. Like we talked about this, like even I, grew, I grew up here, can be. but then I left for college and, you know, the years after and then coming back, like your friends you grew up with are different and I'm different. And like, it's hard to make new friends in this area. Like my best friends now from college live all over the country. Mm -hmm. So it really is like dating. Yeah. 100% is. Yeah. Agreed. And I really want and desire strong females around me. And I feel like I landed on the best two that I could (laughs) have in this city. 
Well, thank so you. cheers to that for sure. Cheers to that. But I think it's yeah a lesson for everyone out there. You know, slide, slide into the in DMs. To those DMs. If you and and so you originally knew Ellen because you go to Orange Theory, and so you had her as a coach, right? So yes. it wasn't like you just like came across her profile cold, right? You, know, you had like right. a little bit. I definitely of a... did like the creeping afterwards yeah. to <laughs> right. find out more about her and see if we aligned and all the things. Yeah, it's the Scorpio vibe. She could just feel it yeah. pulling. No, yes, I mean, yes. Whatever that is people listeners out there scorpios are just aggressive and <laughs> passionate humans. passionate yeah the best humans well I'm pretty much pisces, so <laughs> pisces can be number two no yeah, we're, we're there, it's all water signs so very true we're all That's just true. swimming in a we big have so many emotions emotion. yeah yes exactly. <laughs> uh, but no lesson seriously if you want to go hang out with someone dm them slide in i've had so many friendships come out of the dm slide in so yeah, be I think it's the way of our future right now. For sure. We for have sure. to accept it. Agreed. Yeah. And so then I got kind of pulled into the. <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. I got Can pulled into. Can we get some background into... music going of that song? <laughs> yes. We'll try to edit, edit that in. in. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, I got pulled in when Ellen was like, hey, I'm, I have a new friend. She's here from L.A. And I had like just gotten back from yes. L.A. So I was like, well, I want to meet her because I'm obsessed with everything out of L.A. Um, so, yeah, then we met and then. But when I met Best you, friends. you were glowing and sparkling and, and I felt like you maybe stepped had, out maybe of I had Silver Lake and I thought, <laughs> where is this woman from? No, you can never have enough highlighter. Never. Agreed. Disco ball. Always. <laughs> Always. And then, you know, you add the humidity glow on top. And yeah, it's just yeah like that sweating. is different for me here. Yeah. Yes. Dewey and the hair. The time. And the hair. Yeah, I just stopped like even grows. trying to straighten it. It just, I'm going to let it run in its lioness yeah. type of That's state. exactly the way that yeah. you, should. you should. I got a blowout yesterday because no special occasion for my hair, but I was just like, I just can't handle doing my hair in this heat and humidity. Like, I just can't. I need someone else to do it, and I, I mean, just need it to be in place. Mine's <laughs> literally slicked back <laughs> on That's my how, head. like, everybody out last night was but I'm like I wear my hair in the ugliest top knot all week long like Monday through Friday afternoon I'm we like on the weekends different. like I have to put it down yeah no I hear you I hear you okay so Robin take us through you ju- you moved here you work for the Reds so what's your like official your official title your job title like on your offer letter resume Pilates instructor okay <laughs> Perfect. I would like to say extraordinaire, yeah. but no, it's just Pilates instructor of the Reds. Oh my so. God. So how did you get into it? Kind of give us the, the well, full scoop. Let's see. Pilates in general, I took Pilates in college mm-hmm. while I was professionally or and getting my degree. Where are you from? I am from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then I went to school in Philadelphia for dance. Oh yeah. Was following my passion. What I loved yeah. was not about math and science and all the things my parents were totally on board with supporting my dream of fine then go to school for art go go be a dancer this whole time i just want you to know i'm picturing like save the last dance or like basically i dated a lot of black men (laughs) so that were dancers sorry mommy awesome yes uh yes that were dancers and all the things but uh so while I was there, I was taking Pilates and I hated it. My teacher was insane and it hurt my back, my hip flexors, my spine. Oh, and I was thought 100%. No, it was mat class. Mm-hmm. But I just think I didn't have enough cueing or direction to understand where to move from differently yeah. than where my body wanted to move from immediately. Yes. Like my sure. stronger global muscles wanted to kick in rather than the smaller ones that she was seeking out. Mm-hmm. So it probably had nothing to even do with how she taught. It's just I didn't have the awareness to quite understand what she was asking for from sure. me. And Pilates is so much about body awareness. And it th- is. for me, they're like, you know, engage, like they'll po- like touch it, like engage this yeah. muscle. And my, I'm trying 
Like yes. my brain is like it's like a doctor Nobby thing. Too. Use your glue. <laughs> use your glue. And like it's not firing yeah. because it hasn't fired because like you said muscles are taking over that shouldn't be and we just talked about this in our intro like just talking about since I started going to Pilates more like it really is like you don't even know that these muscles aren't working or like that you even had these muscles until you get there and they're like forcing you to pull in these small stabilizers right. and yeah they're so different small yeah. intrinsic muscles like that- my hip flexors used to always hurt in Pilates and that's why I hated Pilates too Right, because who wants to be sore there the next day? That is not fun. No, No. It does not feel good. No, no. But I was right there with you in college. Um, So I had a bad taste in my mouth about Pilates. Um, But my instructors always said, no matter how many professional gigs you have, you're always going to be teaching in some capacity. And I think all of us were like, oh, that'll never be me. Like, I'm going to be on stage. And yes, I got to do stage work and Mm -hmm. music videos and short films and all those fun things. But I had to find a way to supplement my income when I moved to California. Uh So one of my girlfriends who I went to school with in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. said, come be a physical therapy assistant with me at this studio. It's Mm -hmm. wonderful. They'll put you through their Pilates certification for free while you're learning from all these physical therapists. So I thought, okay, well, I need to make some more income. So I'll just Everyone in LA has like 17 jobs. And I have had (laughs) all of them. Yeah. I think except for bartending or waitressing, but I've had all of them. Yes. House sitting, dog walking, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, So it changed my perception because West Coast versus East Coast definitely taught different. It was a different mentality of where your spine is placed, whether you're in neutral spine, whether your tailbone is tucked. So that changed the awareness and the capacity within me to feel those different muscle groups. Mm -hmm. And also it strengthened my dancing because I was less prone to injury or I could fix my injuries sooner should they start to occur. Yeah. Um, So that has always been my main bread and butter while Mm -hmm. I was dancing. Um, And what kind of dance did you do? I grew up doing ballet when I was three years old, um, jazz as well. And then when I went to college, it was modern and African and tap and all these things. What is modern? Is it like what what I would know is like lyrical? I love lyrical. Like if you asked me to go take a dance class today, I'd be like, give me lyrical jazz. Let me express from my soul. I feel like the only dance class I ever take is like hip hop dance and like trying to learn how to like twerk <laughs> which I mean is also which amazing. I'm also terrible at but twerking is definitely not my best yeah. attribute it doesn't I, feel I guarantee, good on my back either I guarantee you're a natural twerker oh. <laughs> oh my gosh I I did lyrical for like a year when I was younger but then like ever since then like in my like older years if I would be drinking or whatever my friends would be like Christelle like do your interpretive dance <laughs> I am going to want to see this interpretive dance. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a complete, just whatever song is on, I do like my own (laughs) version. I love that though. I actually feel like I'm a bad dancer if we were to go out to a a club or something. Yes, because I'm so used to my whole life someone giving me choreography. Yeah. So if you just put on music and ask me to move, I would be like a wallflower. I I find that hard to believe, but. We'll see. That's just we'll a go, sign you need to drink some more rose. We're gonna I know, go. I know. You're gonna go dancing soon. So yes. when you when you got to LA and you did the Pilates certification and like the physical therapy stuff, did you start doing private clients? Were you working for that studio? What did that look like? So I was always considered like a physical therapist, where I was working with a the therapist hand mm-hmm. in hand. Um, and then they would send me off to do specific exercises with a client who had, let's say, Achilles tendonitis or a bulging disc or 
they couldn't go into lateral flexion. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of curtail specifics to that patient in particular to get them better, Mm -hmm. which made me had to like put on my Nancy Drew hat and figure out how can they get better safely, Mm -hmm. effectively, efficiently, and quickly. Um, So I feel like I learned a lot rather than having someone who's considered in quotations healthy because that's no one. Yeah, yeah. Um, So from there, then I moved to other studios and I was able to kind of just teach like fitness-based classes. Uh Um, They were group classes and privates, but I definitely liked privates the most because I was able to focus on one person, one personality, one body. Yeah, that's how I've been feeling so much lately, just in personal training. Like I am a group fitness coach for a living. Mm -hmm. But like lately, it's just like people need that one on one, like when they have no body awareness or, you know, like no matter what they're trying to do, like most people do not have body awareness. How would they? And they were never taught. And like the group setting is great. And yes, you can learn. But like Mm -hmm. so many people need like they need to invest in like three to five personal training or private sessions, whatever it is. Yeah. Because they need to learn for their own body. And there's mm-hmm. only so much that I can fix in you in a 20-second personal right. touch well, it's, in it's, a group It's almost class. like with group fitness, you need to come with a baseline of knowledge. For sure. And like understand what does a squat look like? Yeah. What does like a hip hinge look like? Oh, the but, hip hinge. But most So people... many people cannot hip hinge. <laughs> I, just, I just made a face. Not yeah. that you can see it on this podcast, but yes. Yeah. Sometimes oh I gosh. put blinders on in class and we, I have to remember that I'm just working out for myself. I and, literally. But it's just ingrained in me at this point they I love that Orange Theory has started calling things like hip hinge low row like I I always emphasize that I'm like the first part of that exercise is the hip hinge so hinge your hips back bring your chest forward and you cue amazingly and yeah she is my favorite OTF coach sorry no you always are really a stickler about form which is what I was drawn to first too and but it's like if you were never taught if you didn't play sports like it's true really like how would you know and And like we we've all been taught like I didn't wake up as an expert like I was coached for years I was a student and I still try to be a student when I go to group fitness classes or Mm -hmm. any other kind of fitness thing like you I feel like you always have to keep that mindset because you can learn so much Mm -hmm. from different people it's true and I just think in general, we always think that no matter what the movement is, it's going to be quality and good for us. But if we're not really going in tune and paying attention to what we're feeling, we can do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. So sure. I think that regardless of what workout you're doing, even at Orange Theory, it's not about how quickly you're doing them. It's how efficient are you? How thoughtful are you is yeah. how I feel. And sometimes even I get stuck in the room and I think, oh, she's doing it so much faster yep. than me. But yeah. no, I'm going to go at a speed where I'm getting the more the best benefit for me you're engaging the right muscles you're you know that's moving the from goal your trunk, you know like time sure. under tension yeah yes. um i want to go back to the fact that you got certified in pilates through physical therapy like yeah, is your because- background like rehabilitation physical therapy with like the pilates you use that as the method but like that's how pilates was started like the reformer was to reform your body after an injury right and i think like we're all like oh it's all fitness it's just another fitness class but like that is how it started and that's how you're using it and i love that yes it actually started with rehabilitating a lot of dancers early on and that's where the fat really started from but essentially i was just in a physical therapy clinic where they were hosting all of these uh, different modules. Mm -hmm. 
So every time I had a weekend module, and it was usually three days at eight hours each, I was able to apply that the very next day at work where most of these women or men had to go home or to their other jobs. So they weren't able to put that into action right away. Mm -hmm. So I feel really blessed and lucky that I, that I got that experience and that I learned how to rehabilitate Mm -hmm. without having to go to school for it. Now, am I saying I'm a professional? No. If you wanted my hands to touch you and fix you, are you going to receive a miracle? No, but I think I generally have the knowledge to make you feel better. I don't know what you put on Insta stories the other day looked like it would be magical. Like that thoracic spine stretch. I'm like, I feel like that would fix 99% of my problems That is the most requested routine that I do with each baseball player in particular. It's just the series of stretching the T-spine, rotating lateral flexion, and I'm really supporting them with my body the entire time, which is challenging because they are a little bit bigger than I am. I think this is a great segue to talk then. And we'll kind of, we can go back and talk about your (laughs) fucking magic career. We will get to that. So mind blowing, but where your career has led you today. You worked for the Dodgers, right? Yes. So after I've been in LA 11 years. Mm -hmm. So after trial and error, figuring out where I felt like I was best suited Um, Like I was in the physical therapy arena for about seven years of the 11. Mm -hmm. So I was able to carry that with me. And I feel like that really made me stand out as an instructor because it's so saturated in LA. There's so many of us (laughs) that how am I any different from the next woman? Not to say that I I just feel like we all have a lot of education. Mm -hmm. We are all hungry. We are all fiending to get that job. Mm And I just think it's because of what I've implemented for myself over time, like kind of creating my own programs based off of the traditional work that I've learned. So if someone was to ask me, how do you teach? I don't teach teach traditionally. I always try to be super creative based off of who is in front of me, Mm -hmm. what they are capable of, finding modifications. I don't even like the word modification, Mm -hmm. but finding just finding, yeah, different (laughs) options of what works for you and your body. Mm -hmm. And if, For instance, do you love to get into your hip flexors? Well, then I'm going to put your legs in a different position to where we can activate your transverse abdominals more effectively. And I love that because I feel like that is the sign of just like an amazing instructor or teacher, like someone who is like taking what's in front of them and they're not just reading a template or a script or they just like, this is what I plan for the day. Mm -hmm. Like you're getting whatever I wanted to do. Right. Like you are working with them and adapting what you're teaching based on who your students are and like. I love that. No matter what you're teaching, I feel like in this world, like that is the way that you need to do it. I never have a plan either. I I used to when I first started same teaching same but I then like I never ended up using down. it yeah. yeah because maybe their back hurts today when they woke up mm-hmm. or they don't want to do They're anything standing yeah. or yeah. it's it all goes out the window so I actually think that I'm a better instructor by flying by the seat of my pants yeah yeah and chameleoning myself yeah. to their needs right right so today the your the yes. people that need you are Baseball players, so like yes. professional are, baseball yeah, players. Right, right, right. What are you like? What's your job day to day? What are you doing? You know, we talked about the spinal stretch. We saw you yes. take over, <laughs> like literally just like sitting. So glad on I these got that people. on there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But so, like, um, what, how would yeah? How would you talk about your the day to day job that you're doing right now? My day to day is that every time there's a homestand game, I go into the office in quotations mm-hmm. yeah. and. Basically, I am at their disposal. If they want to do Pilates, there is no sign-up sheet. They have a million things to do every day, whether Mm -hmm. it's batting practice or their own type of 
weightlifting or conditioning yeah, or skill work, whatever. Dry needling, yeah. acupuncture, cupping. Like, Ooh, can I get in on this? I know. <laughs> I salivate staring at it every Why day. Why am I a little not a professional athlete? Yes. Buffet. And I love being around all these therapists again because yeah. I geek out watching them and seeing how they're they're treated. It teaches yeah. you things too, right? Yes. Yeah. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> so. Basically, again, I'm at their disposal whether they want to work with me or not. So I am there for a block usually of five hours or less. Mm -hmm. And what do you see most often? What are they coming to you with? A lot of them want to work on their mobility of their hips and hamstrings or their T-spine. So I've kind of created... Thoracic spine. Yes. Is that like... Thank you. The part like the, that always hurts. Okay, like so like right mid-back. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's your lumbar spine. Okay. Yes. Thoracic spine. So Cervical lumbar spine. bottom, like the curve. Lumbar low. Lumbar low. is low. Thoracic. T is the middle. Okay. Cervical is your neck. Okay. Um, so basically they want to feel good. Mm-hmm. I Limber, can, mobile. Yes. So yeah. it's mostly geared towards mobility. Mm-hmm. I do add it I like a strength component in there if they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that my focus a lot is mobility of ankles, hamstrings, really oh, tight yeah. hips. I feel like ankles would be I a have, big thing for I mean, baseball. just think about it. It goes yeah. up the kinetic chain, right? For so sure. if your ankles are misaligned or tight then it's going to affect your knee and then it's going to affect your hip. It just travels up the line of the body. I think I have really tight ankles. So we got to start with the feet. Honestly, I think the first time that I learned about ankle mobility, my mind was blown like for squatting. Like how no the mobility yes. of your, you always are like, oh, my hips, my hips. But it's like to putting a Band-Aid on the problem. Like you have to start with the feet I and it changes your squat. my ankles for not giving me a deep squat. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't squat well because my ankles won't move. They, that yeah. is you know, really they, how I am. But like that's, so that's why people wear like lifting shoes because the heels are elevated or why you can I put used to put plates, plates underneath my yeah. heels. Yeah. Yes. To squat a little lower. No, it's like that mind is blowing. My my like serious problem. So okay, good to know that. Like it's just probably because I'm really <laughs> athletic and yep, fit. Like the baseball which you players. are, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you are. Um, oh. So that is basically my focus. Is mm-hmm. I want them to leave feeling good, so that they want to keep coming back. Right, of course. Awesome. And then I sprinkle in some of those strengthening components, depending on, on how much. Yes, yeah. depending on how much time we have, because some of them I only have for ten or fifteen minutes. Some mm-hmm. of them I can have for an hour. Um, so it all yeah. just all depends on how they are feeling for the day, how much time they have in particular. Yeah. And I would think that like, I know you had worked with some players previously. Yes. Um, I would think the more they come see you, the more they want to come see you. Right. Like some people might be skeptical of it or like, I don't need that. But do then you have they like come... ones that are like your regulars. Yeah, I do have yeah. my regulars and I try to kind of peruse around the gym yeah. Like they don't know what they're missing until they come like experience. Well, I'm sure all the Reds players are listening to what the fit podcast. So now that they hear (laughs) all all the benefits that they can get from Robin, I bet you're just going to explode with, with, with busyness coming let's up hope and, so, let's hope and so. while you're at it reds players sponsor what the fit podcast yeah for sure <laughs> please we know you can afford it yeah, right. we okay. need more rosé yeah i need a rosé fridge <laughs> so in the midst of this pilates happening and the physical therapy we need to talk about about you being a magician's assistant robin yes and like what that means i've seen the videos we're gonna have to show the videos like you literally got into the box where they like cut the people up. Like you're the one levitating. You need to tell us about this, please. It was such where an interesting... are the strings? Tell us. There are none. There are yeah. none. You're gonna divulge an illusion. We're gonna get to it, right? 
We'll <laughs> I see. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in it anymore. Oh, what the fit exclusive? <laughs> I like this. We're going to be levitating in our chairs over oh, here. God. Well, you should be because we're squeezing our pelvic floors and we're lifting up out of our waist <laughs> and our seats. Anyways, segueing back. Yeah. But um, this is going to sound like a completely ridiculous story, like an L.A. story. I love it. Any any story that leads to you being a magician's <laughs> assistant is going to be fucking ridiculous. I think I had never even seen a magic show before getting into magic. In fact, I think I saw, sorry, any magical people out there. I think I saw Lance Burton when I was 17 and fell asleep in Vegas oh my watching. Like, also, I might have had too much alcohol. People? Like, is, is that what the, the term, the industry term is? Magic yes. people. I, 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 I mean, I haven't magic seen geeks, like magic know. done since like school like elementary or middle school like when they would bring in people to like and they've been cheesy and, like, yeah. and you're like oh well, i was born in atlantic city you guys so like <gasps> i've seen my fair share of oh my gosh love that magic shows with the tigers and everything <laughs> okay continue Robin. okay so i was doing a music video with a girlfriend uh and we also were dancing amazing. and we were having conversation and she was just saying how another magician that she knew because she was already in the magic industry <laughs> was looking for another dancer mm-hmm so I thought I would be dancing and I mm-hmm. thought, oh, this would be great. This is another you're way. You're sparkly outfit. You're maybe pointing to some things. You're doing a hand movement. You're yeah. on stage. A you know, distracting to make him look really good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and I thought, great, this can add to all the other jobs that I have to exactly. supplement my income yeah. and work a million hours a day. Yeah. This sounds perfect, right? <laughs> right? Who needs to sleep or who yeah. needs to eat? Yeah. So... I went with my girlfriend and we met him at the address that he gave us, which was one of those Sketchy. storage units oh. in Van Nuys. Wow. Are you going to make it out of this alive? Exactly. And let <laughs> me tell you, Van Nuys is the porn hub industry. Like that's just, you just don't really go to Van Nuys. So wait, did the thought ever cross your mind that they were like, it was like a bait and switch? Yes. Like, like yes. They're telling us magic, but really it's a porno. <laughs> Yes, and I might have been desperate for money at that and time like, too. So I was probably like, "Well, oh, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, right. I'll try anything." Right. What is my face going to be on there? I don't know. <laughs> right? How much does it pay? Yeah. Again, sorry, Daddy. Yeah. So um, he came out of the building. He was very warm, very friendly. Shook our hands. We immediately felt better because he kind of looked like this, you know, trustworthy man. Guy next Van door. Eyes, the Pornhub. Yeah. Those are the worst ones. (laughs) Exactly. So we go up the elevator and as it's opening, there's this red box illusion. But it's not just a box. I'm not even describing it well. Like it has doors and all other things that I'm not supposed to talk about. But I watched my girlfriend go first. He basically Mm -hmm. said, okay, I just want to see if you fit. Mm -hmm. Important. And if you could see my eyes just now, they kind of went up into my forehead. Um, I'm 5'5", and my girlfriend at the time is 5'3", so, and she's clearly had um, a background in magic, Magic. so I was, I thought, I'll just watch her go first, and I'll try just to exactly mimic what she did. Yeah. And it's not as easy as it sounds. It's not about just sitting in a box. It does not sound easy at all. There's a sequence of events. You're trying not to make this box move. You're trying to make yourself move quickly in and out, Mm -hmm. and... Like I said, it's just not one little entrance and exit. (laughs) So we both went about our way. I left. I got an email later that day saying, I would love to have you on board for... Because you got in the box, you did it. 
I did it, but yeah. I didn't think I had the job. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you got in that box. So good, girl. Yeah. So good. That talk about mobility. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. It makes sense, right? Like they need dancers. They need and especially people who are like, e- light on their feet. They can move like, quickly. If you, ha- I'm just thinking too. Like you probably need to like raise your legs up in a way where you like to like get from the core. Like I can picture in my mind. It felt like some Cirque du Soleil shit going right, on there. Right. And mm-hmm. I realized that day too. Well, I guess I'm not claustrophobic. Oh. <sighs> oh yeah. Because there was little to none breathing room. Yo, one of my worst fears is being buried alive. <laughs> oh like God, I don't think L. I Whoa, could. I don't think I could be in deep, that. Morbid. It, it, this fear came from watching Quicksand. CSI oh. as a kid, and like one episode opened up with this girl like just like beating on the coffin oh, and like screaming. Yeah, and this is like what I'm picturing. Like it's gonna go dark. You're gonna be. You're it gonna is hear dark all in this there. like noise like <sighs> outside, oh. and then you're just like trapped in this coffin. <laughs> I used to always be afraid of, afraid of quicksand. As a kid. It's like, where is their quicksand? Like, is quicksand real? I don't know. I probably saw it in a movie once and I was like, I'm dead. It probably is real. Is it? The quicksand. In the jungle somewhere. Probably. That's crazy. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways, I'm in quicksand. I'm being buried alive. Yeah. I'm all the things. <laughs> and uh, I left feeling accomplished in the sense that I did it. Mm-hmm. I think I did it well, but it doesn't mean I have the job. I mean, yeah. how often do you really get the job in the magic industry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In LA. So he emailed me later that day and he said, can you do a Cardinals halftime show? I believe it was the Cardinals. I can't remember. Literally seven years ago, some halftime show. And I couldn't, I had to say no. And Uh I was freaking out because it was kind of FOMO and I didn't know what that was at the time. And, but I was being diligent to want to make sure that my boss was having her needs met and not lose my Pilates right. job. Right, right, right. <laughs> but then after he kept uh, reaching out and seven years flew by and I got in lots of boxes and levitated and did like halftime shows. Uh, You're I flew- on TV? Yes, TV Masters of Illusion for three seasons. Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh, this is amazing! Did a casino show in Reno for nine weeks. Like lived in a hotel. That was really interesting. You just literally traveled. So then, is this like? Knowing that you picked up this as an odd job, like, is it paying you, like, by the show, paying you by, like, the hour of practice? When you're traveling, is that your full-time job then? Yeah. Yes. How does this work? Uh, So I would be contracted per each show individually. And based off of what that show was would depend on, like, how much I was receiving. But through time, I basically became a roadie in the sense that I saw the inside of the hotel, mm-hmm. the venue, and the airplane, and that yeah. was it. It wasn't this like life of luxury. It's not a glamorous, <laughs> magical no. world. The only time yeah. I extended was when we were in Hawaii for our second time, and I thought, oh I am taking advantage of this. Yes. I'm going to stay longer. See ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But beyond that, like I was contributing to costumes and I was starting to choreograph the show and I was helping assemble and disassemble illusions. So I was doing everything. So you also are I was learning a lot, but it became really exhausting. Yeah, and yeah. after seven years, and it's not that I can sit here and say, oh, I wanted to settle down and start a family and all yeah, these things. Yeah. It's just, it takes a toll on your body. For yeah. sure. And when I was doing that I was trying to cram all of my clients into the little amount of days I had left in the week so I ended up working non-stop Mm -hmm. and you just become exhausted yeah you're burnout yes you don't feel good but it was a great seven years I love performing I miss it now I just miss that adrenaline rush so I'm going to try to figure out what is next for me in that entity yeah. whether it's taking ballroom lessons I was or gonna say so it's being not on what totally, the fit it's yeah. totally it's not like 
performing, but like dance fix. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like that would get your dancer's background in there. And it's also like, I've we'll, never we'll been, go. but it's like a big space. And I feel like you're kind of like, no, it is for real. Like, it is for real. Like it is. I just need serious. to move because I realize that, and I'm not just talking about weightlifting or yeah. running. Yeah. I need to dance and move my body in a way that's expressing myself. It also, yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like, connects with my sexuality yeah. as a human. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Feeling more... Um, it's your art. Yes, it's your art. Yeah. But don't you feel that when you're dancing that you are more connected with yourself and also confident 100%. and I sexy and all the things? I love dancing. Maybe it's just me. No, I no, love Chrissy dancing. loves dancing. I love to go out and dance. I mean, like, I'm by no means a professional dancer I'm not in, in that way but but it feels so good to it feels let good. it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. matter what it looks like to other people like do you feel good in your body like is it like right and it could just even be emotional baggage that you're holding yeah. on to that you're getting out through sure. your limbs no do, I, do either of you guys watch Grey's Anatomy I have yes I well, haven't oh my gosh okay she's well, too busy fucking doing magic tricks I know I know I didn't watch it like when it first started but like about eight seasons in, I was able to binge it on Netflix. Yeah. But anyway, Meredith Grey and her friend, they always like dance it out. Like right. when they're having a really stressful day, they just like turn up this music and then they just like, we should yeah, do that. Dance we crazy. should start to make that a ritual. Oh, yes. God, of course. Like it Anytime. looks amazing. Maybe and even at the end of this podcast, every time you should just dance it out. Perfect. I dance love it. it out. <laughs> I love everything about it. Yes. Um, were you, did you get nervous when you went on? What got, was like the prep for before you would go on? Stage? I literally would talk to myself every time before I went on stage. Like, you're the shit. You've yeah. got this. Yeah. Be confident. Like, yeah. I would give myself a pep talk yeah. because it's like that alter ego. That yeah. Sasha Fierce. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unlike dance, if I made a mistake, I could fake it till I make it. Mm-hmm. But in magic, even when I thought I had figured out all the things that could possibly go wrong, there was always something more that could malfunction. So it was always a matter of how can I cover this up? Did you have any huge fails? There were some fails. And do you feel terrible and mortified? You feel terrible. You feel like you let down not only yourself, your boss, the audience, but sometimes it wasn't even about, me it was about the prop malfunctioning right which i had no control over but it still felt like it was my fault yeah so that was definitely what 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 was the conversation you had with yourself after that you know like if you had a show that bombed like what would you have to do to recover well i think it was hard because my boss at the time he carried a lot of anxiety and i would feel that anxiety seep into me which Mm. made me feel even worse yeah but it's just like you gotta you'll get him next time. Yeah, and yeah. there was nothing that could have been done to change this. Mm-hmm. You did the best you could and you gotta move on. So you just kinda look at it black and you know, like you have did, to. You, yeah. Because I mean I feel like it's, that's kinda like yeah. how it is with sports. Like not every race, not every game is gonna be your best, mm-hmm. but like Right. Are the you have to Reds like winning every yep. game? Yeah. No. Like well, how do they sure feel? Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. to like learn pick like, yourself what up. went right, what went wrong, right. and like practice mm-hmm. and then like the next game is a clean slate. It's yeah. like your next chance yeah. to try. I think that's like the the champion mindset, right? You yeah. Know? Yes. I was just listening listening to Cardi B's Fall Ten. What is it? Uh, get up ten. Get up. 10. I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. I love it. It's, it's like very empowering. I cannot relate to any of it, but it like hits me in the feel. <laughs> no, I think that you can though. I mean, like, it, I mean, maybe not as severe as yeah. as her, but you get people yeah, really get knocked like down all the time. For and, sure. Like, you d- you got to keep getting back up. That yeah. that's the differentiator. I used to actually kind of lay on the floor, close my eyes, and meditate, and envision myself in the illusion, 
even just with what my body would uh-huh. need to do to make it speedy and quick and proficient yeah. and all the things you visualize. I would, yes, yeah. visualize. Thank you for yeah. finding a better word yeah. to no, 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 me. No. But yes, no, that's exactly. So important. I had, um, that's so one important. of my, swim coaches like towards the end of my career introduced visualization to us Mm -hmm. like he would take us into the yoga room and like you know we're young we think like oh this is bullshit what is this but like he would literally walk us through it he'd be like now like visualize the race and how does the water feel and how do your hands feel and how do your toes feel and like everything and like it's life-changing it's like wow I just visualized myself winning that race and hitting my best time ever and then it's like that race actually comes and like I feel like I've already done this like I got it yeah yeah and that works in like anything in life like if you want something you picture it whatever manifest it yeah (laughs) literally man (laughs) not like secretly even but you know like yeah why not I mean what's the what's the alternative you think of the worst thing what why do you want to do that to yourself no well that's where um there's some like meme or something that goes around that says like 99% of the things you think of worry about, like don't actually happen. Yeah. So that's where it's like, we put these negative thoughts mm-hmm. in our brain. Like what, how different would our life be if we only filled them with the positive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Worry and anxiety can consume so much and yeah. we generally tend to expect the worst rather yeah. than Always. let's just visualize yeah. the best positive outcome. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do you have a meditation practice or have you had one before? I definitely have had one before after yeah. going through my yoga certification. I was mm. meditating on the daily. Mm-hmm. I do dabble with that now. Sometimes it's more of a moving meditation. Yeah. I do a lot of, um, as of late, cars, um, which are... The shoulder roll things? Or yes, like a lot of uh, rotations yeah. <laughs> focusing on the joints specifically. Wait, what is this? They're controlled articular rotations. Uh, it's basically lubricating your joints so that things can line up properly and you're preparing your body for movement. I need so you to show me how to do this. I would love to. Um, or I journal. Th- yeah. There's a lot of different techniques that I feel like yeah. are all meditation based, ag- whether you're sitting still or closing your eyes. Or I not. agree. I don't think yeah. meditation has to look like you're sitting cross-legged on the floor and right. sure. like deep right. breathing. It, it can Anything that's going to calm your mind, get you into a state of just mindfulness where you're kind of like blocking out outside things, I think is well, meditation. Well, and you talked about this on your last episode of like, just not looking at your phone in the morning, yeah. kind of like when you were talking about your right. meditation practice. Right. And at my yoga training, they made us practice something called Mauna. Mauna, I think it's like M-O-A-N-A. I don't know. Where nice. it was like your meditation started in the morning by you couldn't speak, you couldn't look at your phone or consume any information for like the first hour. So that hour for us was like getting up, getting ready, getting to the studio where we would actually do like a sitting meditation yeah. and then our first yoga practice and we couldn't speak or take in any kind of content of any kind wow. until after that. Yeah. And it was like you just like started your day connecting with yourself yeah. and your breath and your body and it makes you feel really good. Oh my god, it makes you feel amazing. I just had a yoga class with Sarah Jenkins. Okay. And it was right after a hit class. So we were like super, you know, it was really high intensity, it was really hard. And we like laid down, you know, maybe like 10 minutes after you kind of composed yourself. And my first thought was like, you're so jacked up from that hit class, right? I'm like, how am I going to be able to like now move to this like calming yoga thing? And she like, you know, had that recognition. She was saying like, hey, you might be feeling like really amped up right now. Like just try to connect to yourself, you know, use this time to just like whatever that means for you, however you need to feel in your body. And I was just like, it has been a really long time since I had like just had that just it's just me, you know, yeah. whatever whatever that is. And 
It, I focus numerically on my breath a lot when I'm having anxiety, mm-hmm. like breathing in for kind of, let's say four, exhaling uh-huh. for six. And I will do that until I forget that I'm even counting. Yeah. And my body is so grateful yeah. afterwards. That's really important. I love Even that. like the power of like pausing and just like taking a really full deep breath. Like I think, you know, we I breathe so shallow and it's like, no matter how stressed you are, if you like literally pause and like take that inhale that like stretches your chest and your lungs and then fully exhale, it's like, whoa. But I just, I sigh actually from all my the body. time. Yeah. And people think that something's wrong and I just tell them, have you, like, no, do it's you just sigh? a cleansing feels- breath. <laughs> It's just a cleansing breath. But no, my, it feels, it just feels really good. Yeah. yeah. My problem though is like when I'm in that heightened anxiety place, like I can't, you I can't have those I'm thoughts. I'm so resistant. Yeah. I'm so resistant. I know it's going to make me feel better. Like take l- literally two minutes, one minute, like, and I'm just like, no, I have to go do this other thing. Or like, I'll do it after I do this one yeah. thing. You know, it's like. We're a go, go, go society. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. But maybe try counting your breath I, because it I, does. I like you that. I only wanna, think about the numbers. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And not anything else. I'm going to yeah. try that. So speaking, you know, this is, I love to talk about meditation and mindfulness, but what does your like physical workout fitness look like right now? I would say it's a mix of things. I'm definitely going to Orange Theory twice a week. Uh-huh. I'm doing a lot of weightlifting on my own. One of my goals has to been to try to build more strength uh-huh. in my body. I've always been very mobile and very limber and flexible, mm-hmm. but I need to develop stronger muscles to kind of keep yeah. it all together. Yeah. So I have teetered away a bit from yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I do yoga now, I will actually micro bend my knees and my elbows to make sure that I'm actually using my muscles mm. instead of just resting on my joints, Yeah. which is easier to do. Even in a For plank, sure. when yeah. I'm tired, I just want to, straighten my elbows and rest on them rather than using the muscles around them. But I do still love to do yoga, Mm -hmm. Pilates, of course, Mm -hmm. weightlifting, running, sprinting. I'm trying to just mix it up because that's where I feel the best. And that's where I noticed more of my performance gains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I was going to say, what did you think of Angie's class at market muscles? That was hard. That yeah. was my third workout of the day. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was a bad. This, <laughs> I feel like is, I need oh to try God. it again when I'm fresh. And it just happened to roll that way. Right, I do we, not work out three times a day. <laughs> right. No, I know, I know. And it I, was 90 degrees. It was 90 And degrees. with the humidity here, I mean, that was already, I had already had a second shower of the day and I went home and had a third. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I know. We talked about that. Uh, we were, well. I was supposed to do yoga with you and I fucking slept through my alarm. I'm not going to dwell on it. Don't then, dwell. I'm not. And then Don't you had, manifest that, I know, that lateness. I know. And then you had, like, had already had like an Orange Theory workout. Yes, I saw all my fitness queens that day. You I did. saw Molly from Cincy State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you th- at Market Muscles. Yeah. And then Ellen, I, I saw you in, at OTF. So oh, it was yeah. a really good day. It no, was that great. Was a, yeah, that was okay. But I know I saw you at that third workout and I was like, when I saw you at Orange crazy. Theory, I was like, I know she's already done yoga today. And then I saw that you posted you're at Market Muscles and I was like, whoa. But I get it. Sometimes it just like yeah. lines up. The that next day, it's like if it's I day chose off, rest. You know? Come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, good. I do listen to my body. And yeah. again, it was just the way that the schedule worked that day. Right. For sure. I get it. But I am not like an over-exerciser. Yeah. 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 Especially so oh. like since your job is so active, like sometimes yeah. I like before I was the head coach at Orange Theory, when I was just a contractor teaching a ton of classes, like even though I'm not fully doing the classes, it is still a lot of energy for your body that of like course. if I didn't get my workout in 
at the beginning of the day, like it was always very hard for me. And sometimes I couldn't do another workout just from like being so active, like with teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I was going to ask you is, so as a Pilates instructor, do you enjoy taking Pilates classes like in like a group setting or do you really prefer to just kind of like be in your own do like your do your own, own workout program your own stuff. I love to be told what to do yeah because Same. I'm always telling people what to do For and at sure. the end of the day I don't want to create my own workout and if you tell me what to do I'm going to do it unless it hurts my body of yeah. course yeah yeah so I'm the same exact way I love going to take classes um, especially from other Pilates instructors because we all cue differently we mm-hmm. all guide exercises I'm sorry exercises mm-hmm. differently with yeah. maybe unique metaphors mm-hmm. or sequencing so I feel like I always learn a lot. That's yeah. why I really want to go to a Prism Pilates yeah. class. Yes. I can never oh get my in gosh, there. We talked about that. Um, I know I'm ready to do it again. Well, you got to come. We I have know. to sign up for like a month from now. Right, but exactly. um, basically, that's good. She's busy. Yeah. So someone just asked me this when I was in D.C. this weekend, and they were taking me to a boot camp class. And they were like, do you find yourself going into other people's classes and just judging them the whole time, like as an instructor? So do you find yourself doing that? I think it comes with the territory, unfortunately. I always try to go in with an open mind, and sometimes I do feel a sense of annoyance when you didn't let us hold that long enough. I couldn't feel it, or you're not being clear enough as to what you want. Of course, those things go on in my brain, and I try to shut them down because it's the ego talking, too. For sure. Um, But there is always a benefit that you will receive out of any instructor in any class. It's just figuring out is this right for me mm-hmm. yeah. do I want mm-hmm. to go back yeah do it was I was kind of like good? my same yeah. answer I was like I really try to go with an open mind because like you have to be a student yeah and but also, it's also like, you want to learn it's your profession yeah like, but then sometimes like you can tell when it's like a new instructor versus an experienced yeah, of course. instructor and we've all been there yeah, yeah. given yes. grace yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yes I want to shift gears and talk about LA Sure. And I want to talk about kind of like, so you've had some, a little bit of time to experience Cincinnati and like our fitness community. I know you're probably just like getting into it. Um, but obviously have like spent time in the LA fitness community. So I'm just interested, like, where do you, like, what are the differences or do you see, or like, what are we missing? Or like, what's like really, really big or happening in LA that we don't have or, or maybe vice versa. Like, what do you see that Cincinnati's doing that maybe LA is not? if there are any (laughs) well I think that if I was going to go on the aesthetic side of things oh yeah in general (laughs) I mean people in LA are very beautiful and fit and all the things very cognizant (laughs) of how they look what they're wearing I mean even their workout clothes are high-end and expensive I'm not just talking Lululemon we're talking aloe yoga beyond yoga I mean so many different when you shop on like carbon 38 suddenly Lululemon looks like a bargain shop yeah like totally who is paying $300 for like a torn up t-shirt literally a t-shirt with holes in it (laughs) yes right Right. And some of it doesn't even make sense. You can't even move in that stuff. But aside from aesthetics, I feel like it's always kind of looking for ways to spin fitness. Mm -hmm. How can we make this more creative? What can we tie in that's going to draw them in? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, I know you took a Y7 class when you were in L.A. And that was definitely one of my favorite things to do. And I miss that very much here. I haven't found something like it here yet. Yeah, they have they have a studio. It's like 30 minutes away, though. And I wish something was a little bit more local. I agree. Someone needs to get on that. But I love Y7 because you're in the dark. 
There is no mirror. Yep. So therefore, I feel like that takes away all the judgment. You're in infrared heat. Mm -hmm. So you get the benefit of that to your body rather Mm -hmm. than just hot yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Which is inflammation reducing and all other good things in case someone wants to know. Yeah. But and it's not as hot. So I think the hottest it gets is 95. Right. But and you are sweating. Like it oh, is, yeah. you are sweating. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's only I feel an like hour. The difference between like ninety-five and a hundred, though, when you're working out, feels like. I think hot yoga is like one hundred and five, right? It, it can be between ninety-nine and like one hundred and five. Yeah. yeah. But like, I feel like even though it's like five degrees, it feels oh, insane when you're yeah. working out. Yeah. Yes, and there is candlelight and mm-hmm. hip hop music yeah. and. I came from a yoga background that was traditional Mm -hmm. and I felt like this is bastardized yoga. I'm not going to like this. I'm going to hate this. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was motivating. It's again, because it's only an hour and you're in the dark. There is no judgment. Mm -hmm. It feels great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. So in Cincinnati, obviously we're such a smaller city, right? Like the sheer like amount of people is just less, but we have like a really tight knit, I've noticed that and I love that. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, does that exist in LA? Maybe in pockets, right? Because it's so big. I think in pockets, but it's also very cliquish. And competitive. And very competitive. competitive. Because it is so saturated. I mean, we have, you know, our soul cycle, our flywheel. Right. So many different type of, uh, we have pedal spin and they're Mm -hmm. like all the same kind of concept with a little twist on them. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to... Um, someone this weekend and we were kind of going just talking about the community in general and and it's like there's not we don't have the like there, there's not a drama or there's no one that's like talking shit about someone else and if they're and if, I, I don't love think that we here would tolerate it yeah like if there was one person that came in and was just kind of like a, a rogue and like mean or just like not supportive that I don't yeah. think they would fit in. I don't think they would. Be and successful. I think supportive is really the word there because yeah. like, I love that we're, we have like a friend circle of people who teach at all different places mm-hmm. around the city. And like, nobody's ever like only come to orange theory. Don't go do Pilates, you know, which it's always is like, that's how it yeah. is in LA. It's and like, it no, so like, much we're going to do orange here. theory on Monday. We're going to do Pilates on Tuesday. Yeah. We're going to go Mix dance on Wednesday. Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody is. And you're going to acknowledge the person next to you because mm-hmm. they're a human being. And oh, that's yes. really nice. And yeah. that's something different that I've noticed here. High in five Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, yes. God. yes. Yes. We're yes. all working hard. We're all different levels. Let's mm-hmm. be kind to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's interesting. That that's the major differences that I notice is yeah. that, you know, people so are, we're are uglier, but we're nicer. <laughs> hey, I did not hey, say speak that for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Speak for yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, I just feel like LA would just be such an exhausting grind to keep up with. Oh my God. Like, I don't think so. I think I would fucking love it. I, I mean, I, I just like to always be that centered on like how I look and just like, I just feel like that would be exhausting. It is exhausting. I mean, you're you're viewing yourself from an internal place or an external place. Do I have enough? Should I want more? Yeah. You're, you know, you're always climbing the ladder and you're probably doing that whatever city you're in right. or not. Yeah. But but then I also like question for these people. Like it's so like it's great when you're like 18 to 35. Right. But you like, have that your, energy. Too, yeah. Though. And like your but your identity is tied solely to like your body and how you look. So then like what right. happens when that starts? How to do you slip? reconcile? Like, yeah. How do you deal with yourself? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just feel like I think hard. that ties into too is 
one of your main questions to me is probably going to be, what does fitness mean to me? Yep. You know what, Robin? We can just go, right go for it. First going. time the guest has ever announced well, the question I feel like, themselves. I feel <laughs> like Ellen go, opened that up to me because going back to the aesthetics, I think that in my early to mid and even late 20s, I was always tied into well, how is that going to change my body? Mm-hmm. And yep. will I get the bigger butt? Yep. Will I get the slimmer waist? Yep. Will I look this way? And it was just about how do I look exteriorly yeah. in the shell of a human yeah. rather than how does movement make me feel? Mm-hmm. Sure. What gains am I receiving as far as can I run a little faster? Can mm-hmm. I jump a little higher? Can I lift heavier than I did last week? Yep. Can I yeah. hold my handstand longer? Yeah. Those things are more important to me right now yep. than is it going to make my butt bigger? Yeah. yeah. Or am I working out because I'm punishing myself or I for feel sure. guilty because I had pizza? Yeah. Not anymore. Not yeah. for me. It's about how does it make me feel? Do I feel good after doing it? Yeah. And if I don't want to move, I'm going to rest. Right. And not labeling for me food as good or bad yep. or workout as work out as a punishment either. Yeah. It's just that the joy that I get to move my body if I want to. Totally. I honestly feel like I work out more since I switched my mindset to that. Like when it's I huge. wasn't seeing it as a chore of like, oh, I, I ate pizza last night. This. I have to go work out. Like now I move more you want because to. I want to. And yeah. I like love the way yoga and Pilates makes me feel, but I also love the way that like weightlifting and hit makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So like I want to do them all. Yeah. all like every day I want to, and I would do two workouts a day if I didn't have a job, like, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, high intensity in the morning, yoga at night, which oh, I yeah, could do it now. But as corny as it sounds when people say, oh, you know, you the feel good endorphins. It's true. It's like, so even true. if I am in a bad mood and I've exercised, I feel so much better. Yeah. You know, we talked I'm about such a happier human earlier. after moving in mm-hmm. whatever capacity that is or whatever I need for that day. Yeah. What, where do you think the shift comes from or how did it happen? And I am going to interject here and and say, for me, it's really just been like age. Like you just like the older you get and the more you see that like, this is your body's fleeting. It doesn't last. And honestly, it's not that important because you realize that like the relationships, the connections that you have with people are so much more important than like what your fucking butt looks like in a picture. Yes. I think that, I can say for me, and I'm probably a lot of other women listening to this, that social media had a bit big impact on how I thought my body needed to look. Mm-hmm. And I actually stopped following a lot of those accounts because I realized yeah. that it wasn't good for my mentality. Yeah. And I have been following more or less a lot of like health at every size accounts mm-hmm. or, you know, um, the fuck it diet, the anti-diet yeah. and all yeah. those things, because I just want to move from more of an intuitive place and feel yep. good. Yeah. Rather just than like changing the media consumption yeah, in front of you. Yeah. yeah. And also, yes, my body is aging and it's yeah. going to change. And it already has shifted from when I was dancing professionally. Yeah. And that has to. been it's a big adaptation for me yeah. too. Yeah. Yes. So I just think it's a matter of shifting your focus if you are able to be in that mental state. For sure. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And I feel like that's kind of like you go through that with like, your diet and your fitness like as you get older like so you're a lot of young girls like are restricting with their diet and then it's like and then you you end up binging for sure yeah (laughs) it's a cycle yeah yeah. but then it's like as you go like you play with what does my body feel good with and what does my body feel good without and like how much can I have how much do I need like intuitive yeah eating yeah intuitive but I think it also takes like a lot of like playing around with it like you can't I, f- I believe you can't just say, oh, 
I'm going to intuitive eat. I mean, a lot of people do it like they don't track anything. So they are technically intuitive eating. But like to really find that balance, like it takes a while to like figure out and tune in because like you may think, oh, intuitive eating. Great. I'm going to eat these cheesecake bars (laughs) right here. But then like you feel shitty and like maybe you don't perform well in your workout. So like it takes a while to decipher between what you want and like what you need. I think listening to your hunger and fullness cues is really huge. And I think because a lot of us have restricted or binge, we've lost a lot of those natural cues of, Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm full. And Mm -hmm. even with working out, I mean, you know what? My body's done. I can't run anymore. I'm going to walk and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Right. Listening to your body in that moment in, in that day because every day is going to be different right, for yeah. sure I think it's just it, doing the best you can yeah ultimately. practice practice it it's not going to be perfect all the time it takes time it's not going to happen overnight it's just one of those things where I you know the more you the more you even more like your jump you rope are. challenge which has been fun <laughs> to watch congratulations yeah. to you by the way oh I haven't jumped rope in years I don't even know if I can I cannot jump rope but I love <laughs> I love that you documented your day to day. Yes. Because some days were easy for you sure. and some days you had mess ups and yep. some days you didn't. Every day is going to be different. Right. It was really fun to to see that, to have like the progression and I like saved it to a, like a highlight story. So I, I love could, like, that. Yeah. Keep you know, watch it, which I think will be great for next year to go back and be like, What did I did do? Did you like find yourself say? frustrated though when you had mess ups? Um, sometimes. Or are you accepting of, okay, today's a different day? Yeah, I was accepting because I, I would, I would go in a lot with like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times I didn't want to do it. You know, it was like, sometimes I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited to do it. Or like I, but a lot of the times I did not want to do it. So I would just have the mindset of like, well, it doesn't matter if I mess up or not. Like I'm, the, I'm doing it. And so that's and good all for that you for committing to that yeah. regardless of yeah. what it looked like at the right. end of every right. day. That's kind of how I would just the follow it. through is yeah. huge. Yeah. And a lot of the times where I was like, I don't care what it looks like. I just need to do it. If I have five mess ups, it doesn't matter. Like those, a lot of the times of the days, like I didn't have any mess ups. Like I kind of went in being like, I'm probably going to mess up. And then I was just like, I did Your it. calves must look like gold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But I uh, need to be popping in those heels. Speaking of ankle mobility. <laughs> I know. We're going to, we're going to end this podcast. Robin's going to come over. She's going to look at my ankle mobility. We're going to do some cars. We're going to, we're going to do some cars. Yes. We're going to yes. bring it up and we're going to eat some, some we're going to dance it out. Too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we can dance it out too. Perfect for a Sunday night. Dance it out. Uh, so Robin, where can people follow you? Where can they see you doing your cars? Where can they slide into your DMs? Where can they slide into your DMs? I want all the all women of your new to friends. slide into my Where DMs. Where can they see us out and about? I want more fitness OTR queens in drinking. my life. Yeah. I can be found on Instagram. My name again is Robin. It's R-O-B-Y-N mm-hmm. underscore underscore Cohen. C-O-H-E-N. Amazing. Or you can look up my website. It's PilatesTheRitual.com. Cool. Ooh, I'm gonna check out your website. Yeah. I didn't even know you had a website. Oh, I, I think do. I clicked on it All once. of us in LA, you know, <laughs> oh, we gotta have a website. Gotta have that's that branding. True. That's true. Yes. Ellen, they can follow you. Ellen underscore Whitney on Instagram. You have a website too. I I'm do. The only one. Healthtastegood.co, just the co. Yeah. And come to my classes. Ooh, yeah. Orange yes. Theory, Newport, and the LB in Rookwood. For sure. Let me know if you guys want to go because I go to both of those places. Guys, 
follow me at what the fit podcast also my personal account at christy grody you know me always thirsty for a follow <laughs> slide into my dms thirsty. yes you want to go drink you want to go work out you want to go on a walk whatever it is i love Let me walks know. um subscribe on itunes rate and review and also if you love listening to the podcast tell your friends tell your gym your gym crush it's a great excuse to talk to him or her and you can tell them about this amazing podcast that you listen to also, if you're loving, please visit our Patreon page. There's a link in the bio. $2 a month, 50 cents an episode. So appreciative. We can keep up an episode a week. Thanks, guys.